Ginger on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. Yay! Hello, everybody, Hello, and everybody. welcome to... Uh, oh, are you going to do I'm it just, this time? No, I'm just fucking with you. Go for it. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ginger on Ginger, the podcast where two redhead comedians choose a word, phrase, or concept, and then discuss it through their gingery lens. I'm Jacob Godby. I'm Alex Tate. Alex, I want to start off with something funny that happened to me yesterday. Happened to us, really. Oh, okay. So our cooking show, Ginger's On, the first season is on Amazon Prime, right? No. What? Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, it's on Prime Video. Okay. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. What? Yeah, has been. Okay. I guess that's not the shocking part of this story. No, it's not. What's shocking is I was like deciding if I wanted to rent... Uh, the King of Staten Island, and Ginger oh, yeah. Zahn popped up in my recommended for you, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then I clicked it, and I noticed there was one review. <laughs> oh, great! And that it, and uh, so I'm going to read this review to you. Um, <clears throat> one out of five stars. This is from Abby. <laughs> oh, that's a tight. <laughs> February twenty seventh, twenty twenty. This is a recent review. Oh, so someone stumbled across this and then gave it a one star. Okay. Yeah. She wrote in the subject line, waste of time. And then in the body, she wrote, is this a satire? Not a cooking show. Some vulgar language and a waste of time. Look for something else. <laughs> oh, well, yes. The answer is yes, Abby. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> it, the rule one of satire, if you have to ask if it's a satire, it is. It is. Of course it is. God. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) And I like that someone was browsing Amazon Prime, came across this and thought, oh, these two look like they know how to cook. (laughs) I'm going to take actual try to take actual cooking devices, cooking advice from these guys. That's the funniest part to me is that someone stumbled across our show in the year 2020. Oh, man. Uh, So, you know, Ginger Nation or whatever our fans are called, let's get that one star up to like a three. You know, go leave a bunch of three star reviews and say, yes, pretty good. Good be better. Yeah. Just meh. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it. It is a show. (laughs) Yeah. A fart in all of media. Yeah. But not a well-timed fart. Just a fart. Like a casual street fart. Like you walk past someone and you're like, God damn it. What was that? But whatever, it doesn't really ruin my day. Dude, I farted at the preschool last week, and there was a kid right next to me, and he went, P.U., Mr. Jacob, go away. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I was helping an old lady. It was, like, super busy in the store yesterday, and I was helping this old lady who had a cane, and she was the sweetest, cutest little thing. And then as I... We're, like, normally in the store, we tie people's shoes for them, and we're not tying people's shoes for them right now because of obvious reasons. And so she just like bent over and I felt bad because it seemed like it was a struggle for her. And just as she bent over to tie her own shoe, just ripped huge ass. And there was like, you know, like the store was decently busy. It was a Saturday and everyone just stopped and looked at her and she she didn't give a fuck. She did not give a fuck. And I was like, God damn it. I aspire to that. That's amazing. She didn't give a shit. She didn't mention it. She didn't talk about it. She ripped huge ass. She knew for (laughs) sure. Everybody heard it. She was sitting on like a bench and it just like echoed across the bench. 
and like there was other people sitting further down the bench i'm sure they felt the vibration she didn't give a shit it was amazing and i was like all right we're just gonna move on that's wonderful hey so we have a q a and a police bladder this episode i think we should just jump right into our word of the day yeah our word phrase or concept of the day is aliens Ooh, immediate thought blink 182 yeah (laughs) what i love that you know when i initially heard that uh tom had dropped out to go hunt aliens i was like that's insane he's gone off the deep end and he's just like stuck with it doubled down trying to find out shit on aliens and now i'm like kind of behind him i'm like you go tom DeLong, find me shit out about aliens yeah i'm not always 100 percent about how he's doing it he founded this like space academy called to the stars and it's that's losing money it's like hemorrhaging money in fact, one of my friends here in Texas is an investor and owns some stock. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. But he was right. One of the videos that he unearthed, the... Uh, I think it was a Navy. Confirmed that it was an actual, like, video of a UFO, and they declassified it. And it's not that the Navy thinks it's aliens. The Navy just thinks it's a UFO, as in an unidentified... They don't know what it is. Right. But still, pretty nuts. My thoughts on aliens are... They're out there somewhere because the universe is supposedly infinite, right? Yeah. And that they probably don't exist in the same way we do. So, of course, we haven't talked to them because the concept of talking is probably unique to us. I think if you think there aren't any aliens, I will judge you for that statement. Like, I think that's dumb. Like, how can you possibly say that? There definitely are. But will we ever, like, reach them in any context that we can understand? Like, I probably not. And I don't like this idea of, like, people think that they're, like, you know, the little green men. Or even, not even the little green men, but just in some form that we can understand. You know, like, oh, it's alien. But when you look at, like, sci-fi movies, it still has, like, four legs. And it, like, walks like a cow or like a horse or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, still, you can still understand that. Why do you assume that's... A, what if, like, what if it was, like, a conscious fog? Like, it was just a mist, but it had electrical impulses that went through it. And so that it was conscious, but it was just like a fog that just drifted around. See, and you're still thinking and creating within the realm of human comprehension. My idea is that it is beyond our comprehension and and what we can describe as tangible. Like a fog is still tangible. So I think there's almost like maybe a like different dimensional plane or something that aliens could exist on. Uh, Aliens is a huge catch all term, too. I'm like super fascinated by it. And I wish we could. I wish we could prove that aliens existed in some way, shape, or form. And I wish it was like like Star Trek in a way, you know, like like we were all communicating with each other and it was just a weird, weird, wild world but uh, or universe, I guess. But I don't think that's very possible. Yeah, I have a hard time believing that if we can't all get along on planet Earth, uh, that we would all get along in space. That's like a, a controversial thing that my, my girlfriend believes. And my girlfriend doesn't believe in space travel because... She does. She thinks if we can't fix our own problems on Earth, why should we go extending our problems beyond the Earth? Wait, so she doesn't believe we should be traveling in space or she doesn't think we've been to space? No, no, no. She just doesn't think. No, no. She totally believes we've been all that. She just doesn't think okay. we should be going. She doesn't think we should ex- be exploring those options because we can't fix our own problems right now. And we don't deserve to go ruin other planets as well. Gotcha. Speaking of space, did you watch Space Force on Netflix? Oh, I haven't. 
Is it any good? I'm very scared, too, because I hold the office. And I know it's not the office, nor is it the office-like, but it is the creators of the office, and it is Steve Carell. I hold the office in such ridiculous high regard in my head that uh, it's like the same reason that as soon as Zoolander 2 was announced, I knew I wasn't going to go watch it, nor have I seen it to this day, because I'm like, nope, don't want to ruin Zoolander 1. So that's kind of where I'm at with Space Force. But if someone told me it was good, I would watch it, but I am scared. I saw the first episode, and Zoolander 2 and Space Force, I think, are both bad. Steve Carell puts on this weird, raspy voice the whole time. He just kind of talks like this the whole episode. (laughs) And, like, nothing particularly funny happens. Like, funny premises are introduced. Like, it opens with a flashback, and he's got a happy family, and they say, hey, you're going to run the Space Force program. Cut forward to two years later, they're in, like, Colorado, and his wife is all of a sudden in prison, but they don't ever really say why. And like, that's a funny idea, but there's just like no life, at least in the first episode. I didn't watch anymore because I didn't want to, but Mm. it was just, it's just, it was like slow paced and like kind of uninspired. I I felt bad because I did want to like it. And it includes Kokomo, which is unironically one of my favorite songs. Yeah, it is unironically one of my most hated songs. (laughs) Oh, I'm, I'm well aware. (laughs) One question I always um, find myself asking is if if some form of little green man or whatever came to visit this planet, some alien life form in the classic, and they were like, take me to your leader. Obviously, I wouldn't take them to any sort of leadership, any sort of like actual leadership, honestly, from any country, maybe like Jacinda Ardern from New Zealand. She seems like she's got her shit together. I was honestly thinking New Zealand as well. (laughs) But aside from her, like probably no politicians like at all would I really um, be down with. No, you got to get Dave Grohl. Yeah. Who who do you think we should... uh we should put forth and be like, you speak to this person. This person's cool enough. They speak for all of us. Dave Grohl. Which is a big, big gasp. Dave Grohl is way high up there. Recently, in light of recent events, um, I think Killer Mike has shot through the roof. Oh, okay. I just think Killer Mike is super well-spoken, and I would be like, yeah, Killer Mike speaks for all of us. <laughs> yeah, he, he sums it all up. Or uh, Zach from Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Yeah, well, see, I've... I I do I love Zach, but I think he would undersell us a little bit. <laughs> they'd be they'd be like, tell us why we shouldn't destroy your planet, and he would be like, you should blow it up. <laughs> yeah, he would. You're right. I don't know. I always find myself asking that question. What about us? You and I. Yeah. Two two ginger people. I you know I think that, and then I just I really think I would freeze up. I'm pretty good at public speaking, but I really think I would freeze up. I I'm with you. I kind of hope we don't discover aliens, or if we do, it's like right at the end of my lifetime because I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it only goes one of two ways. It if we discover aliens, it literally destroys the human race. Like, as we know it, like we cannot function. Right. Or it unites us in in some heroic way. But I kind of think it's will destroy us. That's a gamble, dude. Did you ever listen to, and it might still be going, I actually don't know, but back when I was a kid, one of my friend's dad loved the like AM radio show Coast to Coast. I have heard of it. My dad listens to AM radio. And it's usually like UFO talk. Oh, it's still going. I'm looking that up. Oh, nice. 
I think I've listened to it maybe a couple times on like a long ass road trip in the middle of nowhere where you can't get any FM stations, but you can get an AM station. And it's either like talk about Jesus or it's talk about aliens. And so me and my dad are just like, listen, but I don't know if it's specifically this show, but I feel like I've listened to some AM talk show about aliens before. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting show. I mean, I, my friend's dad that introduced me to it is now like a prepper and all sorts of stuff, but uh, it was fun to, I think it's fun to indulge that sort of thing once in a while. What becomes a problem is when people start taking ridiculous things like seriously, you know? Yeah. Which is fine. Just don't pass them off as fact. Yes. It's entertainment. Yeah. 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 My dad, uh, my dad believes that the Egyptians had uh, electricity and that's the only way they could have built the pyramids. And I was like, no dad, they just threw bodies at it. Just, just tons of dead bodies. That's how you build something like that. Yeah. You know what one of my favorite like recurring SNL sketches is from the last, like I don't know, six years or whatever, is the one where um, I think it started with Ryan Gosling and the FBI is like interviewing people who have been abducted by aliens and Kate McKinnon. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, Ryan Gosling. The, it, the famous one, I think, is Ryan Gosling just losing it. Yeah. Because Kate McKinnon is fucking hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> just describing how awful her abduction was. That yeah. uh, She's wonderful at delivering the phrase, full Donald Duck in it. Yeah. <laughs> I had no pants on. She also, the when she talks about them slapping her boobs around, um, <laughs> I was also in tears laughing at that. I thought that was hysterical. Yeah. I don't historically like when people break during SNL, but that sketch almost like requires it. That sketch wouldn't have been that good without Ryan Gosling just like curled up in a fetal position on the other side of the set. Yeah. <laughs> and same with like the Stefan stuff, you know, like that worked because Bill Hader couldn't keep it together. But then like vice versa, some of the Jimmy Fallon shit uh, really pissed me off. It's ruined because he's laughing the whole way through. Yeah. Oh, what if we sent Jimmy Fallon to like be the ambassador to the aliens? Oh my god. I don't know if I could pick a, I, I could definitely pick a worse person, but fuck. He would just annoy the aliens till they left. Sorry, I'm not a Jimmy Fallon fan. I think he's a good guy, but um No, I'm not a fan either. Oh, here's a good one. John Stewart. Yeah. I think he would be pretty angry as well. <laughs> my other pick I should say is Stephen Fry. If anybody oh. out there know who Stephen Fry is. Okay. Yeah. Um he's a British uh British man that is super duper intelligent and i think it's great but he's about as bleak as they come he would like lay it out for them you know we have you know angel falls but also uh, all the other bad things like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but he would lay it out in a posh british accent and i think that would ease the aliens uh concerns yeah we should uh pick a woman now (laughs) i know jacinda ardern (laughs) i do she's so cool she's a fucking badass yeah, Sean wrote a script, and sh- she's, like, the hero of it. <laughs> and I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> or AOC. I'll do AOC, too. Only oh, yeah. if she promises to wear a power suit while she does it. And not because I care what she wears, but just because that would intimidate the fuck out of them aliens. One of my friends here is from New Zealand, and I asked her the other night about getting married so I can have citizenship there. And she didn't say no. <laughs> now, now we're talking. I didn't even think that was an option, but I know a New Zealand man. And, um, Ooh, gingers go New Zealand. Yeah. I'd be willing to go for it for sure. We could do season three with some Kiwi. Oh, we could open with gingers on Kiwi. <laughs> Just one fruit. This is a Kiwi. <laughs> All right. looks like a couple of hairy nuts, don't it? 
That was terrible. What accent was that? <laughs> Sorry, let me fly to the Concord zit up a little bit. All right, Britt, uh, we got a little bit of hairy, uh, hairy balls in our heads. All right, that's at least a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, you were like, you were like country bumpkin and Australian beforehand. <laughs> like is a that weird not what combo. New Zealand is? Is the country bumpkins of Australia? I would call Australia the country bumpkins of New Zealand. <laughs> Let's be real about what Australia is. <laughs> Look at us on the other side of the world judging. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking hot as shit down there. Um, let's do some questions. Well, it's a Q&A, baby. You know you got questions and we got the answers. All right, off the bat, Nicholas wants to know, do you think that there will ever be peace in the Middle East? Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. I hope so. I want to posit your mother's theory, Alex, that there's unrest in the Middle East because it's so hot over there. Yeah. So this is a theory my mother has, and it it, it branches out to everywhere on the planet, and it, it kind of checks out, and it upsets me how much it checks out a little bit. And her theory is that there's unrest in everywhere that it's hot it's too fucking hot there and people get angry wherever it is the the middle east um central america has historically been pretty rough you know wherever it's hot there's unrest and when it's not hot in the colder countries canada uh you know sweden even further south 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 africa has been bad but it's a lot better now further south you know, new zealand gets pretty cold look they're nice not a lot of unrest there because it's cold there so my mother once her peace mission is to just give she doesn't want to change anything about their culture at all she just wants to give everybody an air conditioning unit and she thinks that's going to solve most of our problems and i kind of can't argue my way around it yeah uh kim 2020 yeah <laughs> give everyone ac units xander wants to know who does the best conan impression oh i don't know I don't know if I could do a Conan impression except when Conan does his stupid 1940s voice. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Conan has such a like fairly normal voice, but what I can parody or do an impression of with Conan is how he just drops like weird historical references in like normal conversation. Oh, okay. J Jacob, the other day I was walking down the street and I noticed someone, um, you know, someone had two dogs, but one dog was on a leash and one dog uh, wasn't on a leash. And I was like, how come one dog isn't on a leash and one dog is on a leash? And then, you know, they were, they were like, oh, this dog's trained. This dog's not trained. That's pretty wild, huh? Right. Yeah. That reminds me of when the Berlin Wall fell. <laughs> See, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He does That's that on his podcast where he just references like Nixon. The Berlin randomly. Wall falling. So neither of us can do Conan's, obviously. That's what happens when you have a podcast made of two Andys. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Andy. I love that man. What a job what a job like <laughs> oh man I, that's one of the best jobs in the business is the uh is a, a lot and a lot of them are like the band leaders and i get that and they have to have you know a lot of musical skill as well Andy doesn't <laughs> Andy doesn't yeah he just gets to sit there it's a rad yeah I would love I would love to just have business cards that say like Jacob Godby couch boy couch man couch man sorry and this is in no way bashing on Andy Richter he's a super intelligent if you guys are entertained at all by trivia watch the celebrity jeopardy episode he's on and he wins like sixty thousand dollars and gets like every single question right it's super impressive nice 
Cameron wants to know, who are your biggest comedic influences? For me, uh, recently, it's been like, since we talked, it's been like the Flight of the Concords boys. And But who do I really look up to as an amazing reference is uh, Bo Burnham. Yeah, Bo Burnham is going to be one of my answers as well. I mean, the guy can do it all. Like, music, he starts with music, then he proves he can do stand up, then he does like these multimedia shows, and then he makes eighth grade. And I don't know what he's been doing since, but um, yeah, Bo Burnham's fantastic. Yeah, I know as, as uh, me and Jacob both love Bo Burnham, I know um, after watching what a lot of Gingers on Ice got, it was influenced heavily by what from Bo Burnham. Yes, what and Make Happy. Yes, um, yeah. Both. Yeah, we basically. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we were trying to just rip off Bo Burnham there for a while. Because it was like some of the greatest shit I'd ever seen in my life. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, uh, the classic two Wills, Will Ferrell, Will Forte. They've kind of waned on Ferrell. Yeah, but I can't deny how like foundational he was for me. True. I mean, I've seen Talladega Nights an obscene amount of times, almost to the point that I can quote it. Right. Just straight through. And I was thinking the other day of, or I was thinking earlier today, uh, someone that also has been really foundational for me is Amy Poehler. Yeah? Yeah, she's just in like everything that I like, and sometimes she's my favorite part. I, I think that, yeah, I just, yeah, Amy Poehler, I'm going to put that one out there. Is there anyone from your like personal life or, or quote-unquote real life that you think you get your funny from in some way or anything like that? My dad and I have very, very similar senses of humor, and then my high school band director, Mr. K., also uh, encouraged me at a pretty like pivotal time when I had started creating. And I was writing some just horrible, not funny <laughs> shit. And he would just kept, you know, just kept pushing me and showing me new things. And basically he gave me like my comedy cred card. If my dad got me interested in being funny, Mr. K was like, hey, welcome to the club, you know? A lot of people think my humor comes from my dad purely because he's loud and I'm loud. But I think my humor actually comes from my mother. I found I find her to be one of the most hilarious, but like unintentionally hilarious people that have ever existed. <laughs> um, and I think that's great. And then I had a teacher named Mr. Squires, who was my f uh, freshman year English teacher. And then I did whatever I could in high school to make sure I had a class with him every year because I just thought he was the best. And he was like a, his sense of humor. He was just like old. He was old when I knew him. He's he's well past retirement age. He just didn't want to. He was like sixty eight or something like that. And he was fat, and he had type two diabetes. And he just waddled around the hallways, just bitching about the president and the vice or the principal and the vice principal. And he would like walk past the office and just like flip him off. But he was just like so beloved by the students because he was just he would just like roast you <laughs> every time. This one kid, I this is like it just like opened me up to like roasting people just to their faces. Every time this one kid asked to go to the bathroom, and this is super true, he would go, "Can I go to the bathroom?" And he'd go, "I don't know how. You don't have an ass." <laughs> and this kid just had the flattest butt on the planet. <laughs> And no one cared. No one reported him or anything. It was just hysterical. He did it to every one of us. It was the greatest. And that, that was like, yeah, like my high school years when that was when that really started to develop. So yeah, same. That's cute that we both have teachers in there. Fund education, everybody. Yeah. Uh, I got one more question from Cody. Any skits you've shelved because your grandmother would be too ashamed? No. <laughs> Here's the thing. I initially thought that too. And then I went back and I did some, I did some digging. Cause I was like, there's gotta be something. 
And there's nothing that really didn't make the live show. If it, if it got cut, it was because it wasn't funny, not because it would make my grandmother yeah. blush. But for sure, I was looking at some scripts that I wrote for the pilot, the sketch pilot that we did, and there were a few that, with premises <laughs> that were a little bit out there. And I'll see if you remember them. Um, oh boy! And we might bring these one of these a couple of these back for uh, bad sketches, but the Kay. one that. <laughs> Still makes me laugh that nobody enjoyed. Uh, and this is a huge belabored premise. It's a, a real leap of uh, belief, but it's it's a EMT training course host, uh, sponsored by Campbell's Soup. <laughs> oh, man. Did you push this so fucking hard? <laughs> so what happens in the it's sketch? It's also one of those sketches that you wrote of many that was just written to make me uncomfortable. <laughs> so basically it's an emt training course and this kid like it starts out and the instructor's like welcome back it's it's televised for some reason yeah a televised like like a public ask i remember it was like a public access <laughs> show right like that's what it was like yeah and so then uh this kid who's doing his uh emt training course is really hungry. He missed lunch. He forgot to eat lunch that day. And the guy's like, we can pause. You can go eat lunch. And he's like, no, 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 I can do it. And the EMT like trainer guy, uh, teacher is like, okay, sponsored by Campbell's soup go. And so the kid runs and I, I don't remember. There were three like stations and one of them, he has to like do CPR and he does it until the mannequin like vomits, uh, cream of mushroom soup. <laughs> Yeah, and then I, I was the boy, obviously, and then I had to, like, eat the vomited cream of mushroom soup. Yeah, because you're hungry. Because I, I was so hungry, yeah. And it it culminates in a fake birth. You're assisting, like, a mannequin give birth. And when the baby comes out, I, I believe it was chicken noodle soup was, like, the birthing fluid, and you're just, like, you just get your head in the mannequin's vagina, and you're just lapping it up because you're so hungry. Yeah. And I I hope everybody who's listening to this knows that Jacob pitched this multiple times. This got this didn't get shelved once and never heard of again. It kept getting brought up and getting shelved. <laughs> and thank fucking Christ. I I still think that if it had been made or if it never is made, it's got a place in awful comedy history. God damn. I don't know. Not me. I don't want to be lapping up chicken noodle soup out of a mannequin vagina. <laughs> I will say my grandmother has been to one of our shows very early on when we were still at the Stensrud. Um, my grandmother went to one of the shows and I was very nervous and anxious about her uh, judgments on it. And one of like our improv sketches uh, like ended up with like two people like trying to jerk off. I remember this like some like sequoia sized penis. So they, they were like linked arm in arm like around this penis and trying to like like jerk off this sequoia sized penis as they went up and down. That's how that I don't know. It made sense in context of the improv sketch. And I was like, oh, my God, my grandmother's in the audience. And of course, this is the show that a sequoia sized dick appears. And I got done with the show. And I was like, sorry about some of the some of the context, grandma. And she just looks at me and goes, I ain't got no virgin ears. <laughs> and I went, my, OK, then. Yeah. My grandparents basically did the same thing. Uh, they came to a really early show. And my grandma afterwards was like, I really like that boy bra song. And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, you ready for a police blotter, Alex? 
Sure I am. Oh, okay. Thanks for the questions, everyone. Oh, yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you. More questions. I love it. More questions about things that don't exist, too. They don't have to be real. Yeah, they don't have to be about us, either. Yeah. Please splatter. A caller reported an ATV parked on the sidewalk was blocking foot traffic. God damn it. <laughs> so just push it off the sidewalk. I would be all for public funding of like a... a a dumb shit de-escalation force where they're like, is this some dumb shit that if you blow up about it could turn into something, but you really don't need to blow up about it because it's dumb as fuck. We're going to send out the dumb shit de-escalation force. Right, right, exactly. Uh, like this next one. A caller reported when they went through the drive through a small marijuana odor came out of the window. Oh, oh no. <laughs> what a narc. What a stupid narc that person is. And what what is the drive through in your town that your parents are obsessed with? Dash in? Yeah. What? It, what? it was definitely that one. <laughs> I'll say but that. What can you get there? What's the thing? Oh, the wagon wheel, which is like a, a hamburger, but the the bread is like crimped around the edges oh yeah it's like one of those uncrust that was it it's like an uncrustable pb and j but instead of pb and j it's got a, a burger in there <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting agreed but that's where it happened right like oh, we yeah, can all 100%. agree <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure where it was a 911 caller reported a smoke smell in fountain terrace which is like a nursing home uh oh or, a, or like an assisted living center. Lewistown Fire responded. It was determined someone was cutting wood and created some smoke, setting off the alarms. What? I, how does that work? Because <laughs> last some... time, I don't own an axe that like also lights the wood on fire when I hit it. You yeah, know? what sort of? How furiously are you chopping wood <laughs> that you it combusts on impact? Right. Have you seen that? Like, have you seen that thing that was like? How hard do you have to slap a chicken in order to cook it instantly? In order <laughs> no. to like, oh, it's a, it's like a, some scientist got a hold of it and like actually, actually calculate. You have to slap it at like seven million four hundred thousand miles an hour, and if you slap <laughs> a chicken at seven million miles an hour, it will cook instantaneously. <laughs> That's awesome. A caller reported an ind individual borrowed a tool and is now refusing to give it back. A Fergus County deputy responded and called the other party, who will look for the tool, and if unable to locate, will buy the caller a new one. <laughs> That's yeah. a dumb, dumb shit de-escalation squad. Welcome to the right dumb there. shit de-escalation <laughs> Oh, man. I wonder how long that dude was borrowing his lawnmower. I'm going to go with lawnmower. Oh, I think it's, like, trivial. I bet it's, like, a one of those screwdrivers that has the little bit in the end with Phillips on one side and standard on the other. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just, and, and the man that called the cops has 45 screwdrivers. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not missing. That is not his only screwdriver. I, I swear on my life. Correct. And yet he called the cops because he wants that screwdriver back. Yeah. That's all I got this week for the police blotter. All right. Anything else that. you want to say to wrap up aliens, Alex? As we've kind of been ending on political messages, just want to say for everyone to keep your uh, foot on the gas here. I don't want this to become stagnant. I feel like it's stagnating a little bit. And um, not that I'm going to inspire anybody, but just keep going. Agreed. Make 2020, you know, when we look back at it, we, it's, we want it to be a pivotal year in a good way. Yeah, I, I saw a thing that was like maybe... 
we we kind of wrote 2020 off as the worst year ever but maybe it was just a year of like great change and great change doesn't happen um super smoothly it never does but great change is almost always a good thing so yes and on that note i am about to go change my pants because i pooped in them bye (laughs) bye Ginger on Ginger is brought to you by Jacob and Alex's parents, who brought them into this world and have yet to take them out of it. See you next week.